Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of your Brains Coach podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm your host. I'm your Brains Coach, and it is my job here to bring to you all the brain body tools from different realms of science and scientific research um, translated into very practical habits and behavior protocols, all with a goal to make your brain work the best it can work and for you to feel, look, and do your best because Everything that we do in our life, everything that we experience on a daily basis, it all goes through our brain and the quality of our life, of our life experiences and the the quality of decisions we make and the action that we take, it all depends on how well our brain works. And how well our brain works highly depends on the levels of sustainable levels of this powerful molecule that I personally love very much, this powerful molecule dopamine that makes things happen, that makes the world turn, you might say, because people who achieve a lot, they do have great levels of dopamine. Without dopamine, motivation is not possible. Drive to achieve is not possible. Without dopamine, action to pursue goals, not possible, especially long-term. What is not possible? Also, People do not feel that great about life. Uh, They do not feel excited about life. Uh, People with low levels of dopamine, um, it, uh, in some cases, is a cause of depression or it contributes to it. Also, people who do not have um, balanced, sustainable, um, sustainably high levels of dopamine, and by high I mean good, they tend to you know, ADHD, for example, right? So um, levels of dopamine in the brain of folks with ADHD, they are either uh, not high enough or just not sustainable. So it's like, you know, spikes and uh, and, and crushes or just not enough of it. Um, there are, you know, different ways I think the person can get ADHD. I, I think it's not really well understood phenomenon still. But anyhow, without dopamine, folks, you will not achieve and enjoy a lot of things in life. That's the bottom line. And there are quite a lot of things that you can do in our modern environment or don't or not do to screw up your levels of dopamine and they crash and then you you kind of like wonder why am I procrastinating that much? And yes, procrastination also uh, one of the causes why people procrastinate and I think why I don't procrastinate is because my levels of dopamine, I know they are higher than average. People often ask me, Angela, why are you so motivated? I'm like, I don't know. I just am, <laughs> right? For that same reason, I actually have more of an addictive personality, meaning if you, if I start, I don't know, eating sweets or start playing games, like it's very hard for me to disengage with from that behavior. But I am also very motivated for um, a lot of things. Basically, you know, you uh, give me a strong enough reason for something and I'm going to be motivated for um, weeks and months and years. And sometimes it also backfires and I start pursuing things for far too long, you know, just having this tunnel vision and of... Um, pursuit of this thing. So yes, dopamine, it's an interesting molecule. Um, 
Andy Huberman, our star, superstar neuroscientist from Stanford, just came up with the episode of his podcast that has, of course, millions and millions of listeners. Hopefully, millions and millions of people are getting smarter about dopamine. But as we know, common knowledge is not common practice. So, folks, um, here today, um, you are one of the people who I'd like to think uh, learns the things and then puts them into action. And I'm trying to help you to do that in a very simple manner. That being said, okay, so let's get to business, so to speak. What are core behaviors that you need to engage in um, on a daily basis to get your dopamine levels consistently high or consistently good? Um, Number one, great sleep. And by great sleep, you know, we talked a lot about sleep. Maybe we need to to do another episode on sleep. But great sleep um, every night. Uh, In fact, even one night of sleep deprivation will plummet your dopamine levels. So if you, you know, had a bad night of sleep and next day you're just not feeling it, well... But no surprise, folks, your dopamine levels are lower or lower and um, you're not feeling motivated because because of that, you know, a huge reason uh, why it happens, among other reasons. Um, then if you expose your eyes to bright light between the hours, somewhere between the hours of 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., basically during the night, if you see bright light, that also plummets your dopamine level. So even if you sleep, let's say you go to bed at 2 a.m., right, and then you wake up at, um, I don't know, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., um, but if you look at bright light during those later hours, your dopamine levels will not be high, no matter what you do and how many hours of sleep you get. So if you consistently go to bed, not inappropriate for human being time, that is, you know, you go to bed past midnight all the time and you view bright light, etc. So your levels of dopamine will be lower. It's going to be harder for you to stay focused, to stay motivated, to engage with hard goals that require, um, you know, a lot of discipline and willpower. And um, your brain function is going to be compromised in um, general with uh, insufficient dopamine levels. So what it means is go to bed ideally, you know, like by 10, 11 p.m. You should be in bed maybe by 12 a.m. if you are truly uh, a night owl, even though a lot of actually scientists right now really speculate on that question, like whether that's our environment and habits or is there something, you know, really to it of uh, being a night owl. But for most people, it's mostly environment. Um, but anyhow, so go to bed 10, 11 p.m. consistently. Timing matters, so regularity matters. Um, and, you know, there are other key behaviors like not consuming food too too late or alcohol or caffeine, etc. But a good night of sleep, that's the idea. And not viewing bright light between the hours of 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. when you should be sleeping. Now, the second core practice for higher dopamine levels sustainably, nutrition. And nutrition, folks, um, you can screw it up in our modern environment in so many ways. So, Let's start with what you need to eat. You need to eat sufficient amount of protein, not some protein, but sufficient. In order to optimize your dopamine levels and have them higher, you've got to have a lot of protein. Um, I recommend one gram per pound of body weight, two grams of per one kilogram of body weight. So if I'm 50 kilos, it means 100 at least grams of protein per day, right? Uh, from great sources, unprocessed sources, if you need to get a sh- good quality shake, 
shake there uh, to bring you up to your protein levels, then do that. But eating protein that contains the specific amino acid L-tyrosine that dopamine is made of is really crucial for your dopamine levels. In fact, Andrew Huberman talks about uh, this on his podcast, and he says that the amount of the tyrosine available will be a limiting factor for your dopamine production. So if you don't eat enough of that protein, folks, you're not going to be producing all the dopamine. Your body, your brain are machines that require outside sources to function. And by those sources, I mean food and very specific food when it comes to dopamine. So eat your protein. Other things, folks, that can screw up your dopamine levels and um, your how balanced and sustainable it is. Um, other things that can compromise that is eating processed foods, processed sugar that's going to fluctuate, also your blood sugar that's going to increase your inflammation. Um, plus, you know, again, eating processed foods, for example, with a lot of um, processed ingredients, higher in calories and fats and sugars, it spikes your dopamine. So you feel invigorated, right? You have more dopamine, but then it crashes and it stays low, and it's harder to get it up to sustainable levels. So that's why if you eat a lot of processed foods, you're going to be going through those spikes and crashes all the time. And the way to avoid it is stop eating processed foods, except for maybe, you know, once in a while and in uh, very limited quantities. So for that reason, I do not eat processed foods, folks. I do not eat processed foods for my brain, for my mental and emotional state. Um... Besides eating processed foods, you know, fast carbohydrates, um, fried foods, because it increases inflammation, um, you need to eat, um, I think I need to drink some water here. <clears throat> so besides that, you need to have well-functioning brain in general. And when it comes to diet, it means eating a lot of antioxidants from um, berries and fruit and vegetables, you know, especially your green vegetables, your leafy greens, I need to do a better job actually on eating those leafy greens. I'm mostly eating bulkier greens like broccoli. But um, anyhow, diet full of antioxidants, naturally occurring in foods. Coffee, by the way, is a great source of antioxidants. And so is dark chocolate. Of course, you know, remove the sugar. Do not consume excess amount of coffee or in a, in a, at appropriate time. Um, omega-3s, of course, they boost production of dopamine and also they are needed to decrease inflammation that is super important for brain health and also to build certain brain structures so omega-3s um and i think that's kind of it when it comes to nutrition just eat your protein know your number eat it every day eat your omega-3s eat a lot of antioxidants and eat whole foods unprocessed foods cooked um in in a healthy way so we have sleep we have nutrition right and specifically focus on protein here and eating high quality foods and then the third practice that's a lot of people think it's kind of like woo or magic or not so important light exposure folks everything on this planet depends on light exposure plants 
animals, humans. You have eyes, and you have photoreceptors in those eyes for that specific purpose to analyze the source of light and send the signals to your brain about things like what part of the day it is. Let's set up our circadian rhythm. Let's know when to go to bed, when to eat our food, when to produce dopamine, our go-go-go molecule, right? When to produce serotonin, um, how much, when then serotonin later in the day made into melatonin that makes you fall asleep. So this whole like cascade of reactions is turned on and stimulated and conditioned by the light. And light inside is not enough. You need to get outside and expose yourself to natural sunlight. That is very important. And it has to be earlier in the day when the wave of length of the light and the angle of sight to the sun to the earth is at that special position, um, lower position and you have different colors in the air. So in the first couple of hours of sunrise, you got to get outside and expose yourself to sun, your eyes specifically, like not necessarily looking at the sun, you know, don't hurt your eyes, but somewhere towards the sun. So you get this light stimulation and on a bright day, clear sky, 10 minutes is enough or minimum. And then we have a little bit cloudier days, um, closer to 20 minutes and uh, on really like cloudy and um, maybe rainy, really gloomy day, 30 minutes. And I know it can be a hassle to figure it out where to get this sun exposure every single day. But once you do, folks, you'll start feeling how essential it actually was to your well-being. Maybe for the first time in many years, you'll feel like a morning person. You know, waking up with this zest for life, motivation, and drive, and ready to go without any caffeine. And then also your sleep will improve dramatically when you get your light exposure down. And also all of your metabolic processes, maintenance of um, a healthy weight, and not putting on weight, and your gut health, and your mood will improve, and your energy levels will improve, and your whole life will be on a different level from that light exposure, right? So figure out how to get it. And I'm from Siberia and I'm familiar with the fact that not always you can get that sun uh, closer to sunrise and at the right angle and in the morning. And so for those uh, extreme cases, if you're really in that case, purchase one of the circadian lamps with usually 10,000 um L U what is L U X the measure of light intensity and they're very cheap available on Amazon almost everywhere in the world folks so light light exposure for your dopamine and as we talked about in the sleep part not looking and not exposing your eyes to artificial bright light between the hours of 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. is also very very crucial for your dopamine levels folks. So that is uh, our light exposure. It's not a woo-woo. It's scientifically proven, important, essential practice for your brain performance and your brain health and whole body health and performance. So, folks, light exposure. Movement. This is the fourth and last pillar of um, dopamine, of balanced and high dopamine levels that you need to engage in daily. So I personally um, have this 
rule that I need to start my day with two things, movement and light. Sometimes, you know, my workout can be a fast walk. Sometimes it can be a 20-minute um, cardio workout. And sometimes I go to the gym. So one of those things I do on a regular basis, sometimes I do yoga. The duration doesn't matter that much as engaging in regular activity on a daily basis. Again, sometimes you're going to walk, preferably in the morning, because that's when you need to opt optimize your dopamine. You need to start this blood circulation, oxygenation, delivery of nutrients. And early in the day, it's this workout. It's really amazing for your mental state and your motivation and your energy for the whole day. Um, if you can't do it in the morning, do it some other time. But I just want to remind you, it will do wonders for your mental, emotional state, focus, and motivation. And number two, that workout can be very short, five minutes of high intensity. I don't know, jumping jacks or our purpose or whatever it is, high intensity for you. Do five minutes, expose yourself to light, and you are done, right? So these are the pillars for your uh, sustainably high balanced dopamine levels. And what it translates into in your life, folks, is motivation levels that are sustainable, that are daily that don't go anywhere, um, you feel considerably better when your dopamine levels are higher. Um, you feel motivated. You feel excitement about life. Even when you go through challenges, and I know quite a lot about challenges, folks, if you engage in those practices, it's going to be day and night difference in your levels of motivation, in your level of energy, in the quality of your health, in the quality of your sleep, uh, in the quality of actions you take, right? Especially when you go through challenging times, you need that motivation to push yourself. And so if you compromise your dopamine levels, it's like you shooting yourself in the food. And instead of helping yourself to go through those challenges times, what's going to happen is you're going to steal this opportunity for you to actually show up for the challenge, grow and get stronger. Dopamine has a lot to do with that. So folks, especially if you are going through a challenging time, you cannot compromise your dopamine levels right now. You need them high, sustainable, and um, not crashing on you. And this is what you do. You sleep well, you eat well, you exercise, you expose yourself to light, every single day and do it for months and see what freaking happens. And I'm sure you'll feel, if not 100% better, then a lot, a lot more better. So and that's it, folks. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. A little bit more nutrition side. You're not going to hear from Andrew Huberman a lot about uh, nutrition, but I did quite a lot of reading and research, nutritional psychiatry, different research, different papers on uh, nutrition for the brain, brain diet, mind diet, uh, um, fix your mood kind of diet, you know, and um, all of these books. And also I read um, a few, quite a few research papers. They have, you know, different points about how to optimize your brain function um, and performance through nutrition. And when it comes to dopamine, let's recap. Eat your protein, eat your tyrosine, eat sufficient amount of protein, just barely enough is not enough, folks. If you are interested in being super motivated and just driving through whatever life brings to you, 
to results, no matter how hard, how challenging, right? So we get our protein, you get a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit, a lot of berries for all these vegetables and for all these antioxidants and fiber to protect this rich activity of your brain. Um, you avoid your processed foods because that will actually spike and crash your dopamine, among other things, increasing inflammation and very often decreasing circulation and contributing to a lot of not so positive things in your body and brain. And then omega-3 fatty acids, two grams per day, that is currently recommended, whether you get it from my favorite sardines or salmon, uh, where, where you need to eat about 150 grams, um, or you get it from supplement, um, it's up to you folks. Uh, I prefer food because it also has a lot of other nutrients, protein and minerals, um, etc. But if the, you know the peel is the only way you can get your omega threes in, and by the way, walnuts uh, and chia seeds and flax seeds are not the kind of omega threes I'm talking about. You gotta get your marine omega threes, EPAs and DHAs that our body and brain cannot make out of walnuts in sufficient amounts. So get those, eat your walnuts as well. Uh, they're also great sources of antioxidants and fiber um, and healthy fats. And that's it. And don't forget about the light, folks. Uh, I always, When I work with clients and with anyone, they kind of like try to skip it. And they're like, ah, it's not important. It is very important, folks. Uh, it's maybe not as important as, I don't know, food and sleep, even though you, you might say that affects your sleep and your food. So I don't know what is more important, but a lot of people either haven't heard about it or don't think there is enough science. Well, folks, right now there isn't enough science. And um, so if you've been skipping on light exposure, then do not anymore. Figure it out. And, and that's it. If you have any questions about brain nutrition or how to optimize your dopamine levels through different behavior protocols, through uh, nutrition, through um, different talk therapy, right? How to talk to yourself so your dopamine levels are high or how to set goals to maintain higher dopamine levels because there is a right and the wrong way to um, set up your goals to maintain motivation and higher dopamine levels. If you have questions about any of that, please reach out Angela at BrainBreakthroughCoach.com and I'll give you my best advice and tips. And the most important part, don't forget to share, folks. If you want people around you to be just as motivated, just as driven, just as fun to be around and energizing, share this episode with them. Maybe get a buddy to do those core four dopamine practices for the next months to keep you accountable, right? So share, do the practices, take the challenge, and report to me how greater you'll start feeling, you know? And I have no doubt that you will start feeling greater. Why? Because biology scales. When we have studies and research showing this is how your brain works, and if you don't do that, you'll suffer, then it is how it is, and it's up to you folks whether you want to, um, to do it or not but the effects will be, um, but you will be affected as well. So anyhow, folks, reach out to me with questions and don't forget to share this podcast episode. And as usual, have an awesome day, stay motivated, care for your dopamine, and I'll talk to you very soon.